Charlie Duncan had it. They turned it over. Alley oop back to Kevin. Oh, baby! Woo! KD! You can see it coming, and the building is electric off that slam dunk. Hello and welcome to the Believe in Timberwolves podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brendan Hedke, and today I am joined by uh, Editor-in-Chief, uh, Managing Maestro himself, Kyle Tige of Um, And we're here to talk pretty much specifically about something that's kind of been going on in Timberwolves' timeline, um, and that is Carl Anthony Towns. But before we do that, before we probably inevitably butt heads for the first time, Kyle, how are you doing? I guess first time of the season too. Yeah, no, uh, thanks as always. Thanks for having me on. I love listening to this podcast. Um, and when you messaged me earlier uh, about our topic, you said, do you want to talk about this? And I was like, I don't think you're going to like what I have to say. Um, but then I realized that that's exactly what you wanted. So I'm excited. It's uh, We're recording on Thursday. I want to be challenged. Right. I yeah, yeah. Challenged. No, it's, uh, and I'm, I think I'll come at it differently than maybe you think. But no, uh, we're recording this on Thursday um, afternoon or early evening for, for Brendan. Uh, the Wolves are on a six-game losing streak. Anthony Edwards had a career high last night. Um, and, yeah, the day was kind of filled with – I mean, I'll throw it back to you. The day was kind of filled with today. Um, the message and the topic was Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, I mean, the big thing going around was, like, the trade cat, is it time, like, thing that people are kind of getting to. And I don't think there's like a huge, there's like a very vocal minority that thinks it's time to trade him like this very instant. And I feel like there's a lot more that think it's trending in that direction. But then there's also the the chunk that thinks you got to give it a lot more time than what, than what we have. So I guess where I want to go is I just want your first, like, what do you think? Like, is it time? Is it going to be time soon? Where are you falling on that spectrum of the, the trading cat conundrum that it seems to be going around? Um, that's a, that's a good way to set it up. I, it's important to set my foundation here before I build this crazy ass house of takes. Um, I am not, it, it, it is not the right answer to trade Conley towns. Now it is November 11th. It is not the right time. More than anything, um, you and I are like scarred, and anyone listening to this is like a scarred Wolves fan who's been through this before. Um, and, you know, sometimes that's important to reflect on things. Um, I think you and I trend towards the same path of kind of living in the now and just being optimistic people. It has nothing to do with the Wolves, right? Like the Wolves, even you would say, the Wolves haven't necessarily given us a lot to be optimistic for, but it's just how our personas are. Um, with that said, I don't give a damn about like how Kevin Garnett's tenure worked here or Kevin Love or Jimmy. I I don't, I don't think like that. I don't think, Oh, another one, another one. Like that shit doesn't matter to me. Um, I just also, while being a passionate Timberwolves fan and follow them and cover them, I also just know how the league works and, uh, you can't trade those types of guys now because they just like, you kind of got to just see like what teams are bad and good, like what picks are more valuable. Um, so no, 
you can't trade Conley Towns in November. Do I think it's trending towards that? I kind of think you have to be naive and clueless to not at least be open-minded to it, right? Um, and you could make a really good argument, I think you're going to, about why it's important to keep them. But I think more than anything, because we're, we're on a six-game, not war, but like we are covering a team that's on a six-game losing streak. Um, and we had Twitter, you know, like Gate last week with that whole situation when someone liked something. And to my credit, or, or to our credit, like, you know, we're, we have a Slack for our Canis staff, and we all kind of knew that like Carl doesn't really do a lot of social media stuff and he has people that do it for him. So we kind of had a vibe that it wasn't him that liked it. But I think a lot of people were like, Oh, woe is me. You know, you and I are local kids, like Minnesota fans, like, Oh God, and we're going to lose another one. I just don't feel like a prisoner to Carl and Thay Towns. And that's kind of like my biggest takeaway is like, I don't think you should trade him now, but I'm also not going to be like, wow, like he has all the power. And if we lose, you know, like it's kind of like my Balmero take, right? The team, is losing, plays shitty defense, has a stagnant offense. What's what's throwing Balmero when they're gonna do? Right. Like have us like it's not like it's not gonna hurt you, right? So like the Wolves haven't been able to claw themselves out of the doldrums of the Western Conference. What is the what trading Carl this spring, this summer? Like you're you're gonna be bad? Well, I mean, they're already bad. <laughs> like they're already failing to meet pre- I mean, no one has lower expectations for their team than the Timberwolves. Maybe the Kings fans, but that's kind of my general um, overview of it, and we can dive right into it. But no, you can't trade them today. You know that, right? Like you don't think you can trade them today? Yeah. No. And I, and before I get into, it, I do have to do a quick ad break. Um, so we're gonna <laughs> get a word from our sponsor quick, and then I think Kyle teed that up perfectly. So we're gonna be right back. Bet Online is back and better than ever. They brought a new web interface for the start of basketball season. I've been telling you guys about this. They also have just can continuously had more props, odds, and lines than they've ever had before. The season is literally, they're on their A game. You have to go out and check it out because they are the number one spot for all the basketball and even football action if you want to get on some of that this season. Um, so head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. You can receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you got to do is use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your bonus. They got basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. I mean, just don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline's fastest, easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. I mean all of them. BetOnline. It's where the game starts. All right, so we're back talking with Kyle Tagge. Uh, He kind of just laid out how he felt about the Carl Anthony Towns situation um and i think you laid it out pretty pretty perfectly and you're right you would have to be very naive to think that you know like if i i couldn't come up here with a straight face nobody could come up come up here with a straight face and be like things are going good i don't see why anybody would be concerned or anything like that i get the concern i understand where people are coming from and that that kind of situation of he hasn't looked great this season, especially the last handful of games, especially like not even just like making shots wise, because he's been fine at that. But it's like been the engagement um, and just the overall vibe that we've kind of seen from him. And it, it is tough because in some aspect, you would think like 
the guy was at one point, like inarguably a top, like 20 talent. And now you're sitting like there's guys that have been passing him up and he just kind of seems like he's stagnated a little bit. So I don't know, like you said, I'm not like, I like what you, how you said that you're not like in prison with Carl Anthony Towns. Like if it's not him, like this is over like Portland. If Damian Lillard wants out, you are done. And you are getting pieces that from other teams that you hope can be the next person to come in and like do something, but that's all unproven where here you have this next guy in Anthony Edwards that has not, not that he's proven anything other than the fact that he can score 50 points in a game or excuse me, 48 points in a game, you know, like he's not proven to be a winner. He's not proven anything like that, but he's proven he has the talent to be a very, very good player in this league. I think that's where it lies different with him compared to other teams that might blow it up, even like new Orleans. Like, yeah, Brandon Ingram's solid, but Brandon Ingram probably is who he is at this point in his career. For the most part, he's what five years in four years in where ants just starting to hit that trajectory of like going upward where it's still, he's in his rookie contract. He's not paid $30 million. Um, So I do get that whole side of the argument, but my argument comes in the fact of like, who are you going to get or who do you hope to get that's going to fit with Anthony Edwards better than how Carl Anthony Towns fits with him, skill-wise, play-style-wise, talent level? I I mean, I I could try to throw names. I would just say you listed three things there, like talent, skill fit all that stuff i can't really argue the fit thing because he does you know keep the floor stretch he does give ant the space um and i haven't reviewed the believe in timberwolves podcast approved words but like one thing you didn't list uh is like anthony edwards gives a damn like his you can say the s you can say his give a shit his give a shit stats like i'm not anti-carl I'm not anti-Delo. I think I'm probably more pro-Delo than a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but it like, you know, that's great. If you want to flood my mentions with true shooting percentages and formulas, like some people just see it, totally respect advanced stats. There's also just like, I give a shit. And I like, I think D'Angelo Russell is a good player. He hasn't been on the floor for one loose ball. Um, I have also been tweeting and like saying there's not no such thing as like a must-win before Thanksgiving or before Christmas, the season's long. I think we're 10 games in, right? Like we're 10% of the way through or whatever. Um, But Anthony Edwards against the Warriors came out and looked like a desperate man trying to end a losing streak. Um, Yeah. Carl got his again, you know, pretty efficient, uh, had 13 rebounds. Daniel Russell, I did like Anthony Edwards looked like a guy that was like fighting for his life (laughs) last night. And that's the type of stuff that, you're right. Maybe there's not another big in the league who can fit strategically right around Anthony Edwards, but I don't know, man, maybe like there's 12 other guys that just have more of a competitive edge. I like, I watched bam play against the Lakers and he was fighting. He was actually fighting for the heat's lives, but against I, the Lakers, but, 
but are you getting that guy by trading Carl Anthony Towns, Carl Anthony Towns for that guy? Is it like, but what's, now the, chicken. what's the highest level player going to get? But now it's chicken and egg, right? Because are you yeah. getting, are you getting the production and the success from the guy that you think fits so well? Cause you're not, they're three and seven, it's fair. <laughs> right? Like yeah. at some point, that's why you have to be open-minded to some of this stuff is like, yeah, I get, I can have you and Dane and Jack Borman and all these people tell me how well he fits. And I agree, you know, and last night was Ant's 82nd game in the league. So he's technically now played one, one full season. season. Um, And some, you know, I think you might have it up more than I do, but like some of the interesting things that I was thinking, right. Is like when Ant settles for jump shots, we always yell at him to go to the basket. Um, His jumper looks so much better than it did as a rookie. And you know, or statistically, it's kind of backing up, right? He's shooting better than he did to start last year. Um, we know about the rule changes across the league. We know that the Dames and the Bradley Beals and the Hardens and the Trey Youngs, are, their free throw percentages are down. No one's ever really talked about that those rule changes and kind of the game being more physical is like affecting guys like Carl too. Carl's shooting less free throws than he's ever shot up until his rookie year. It's like 4.2 free throws a game. That's the least amount he's shot since he was a rookie. Anthony Edwards is actually shooting more free throws a game than he did as a rookie, right? The same guy that we just wanted to constantly go to the basket, constantly go to the basket. He's actually doing that. Um, and you're not, but I don't, I don't know if Ant's shot selection so far outside of probably last night's game didn't change a whole lot. I think he's getting more respect from the officials more so than his game's been changing. And that's why the free throws have gone up is because he's not the rookie anymore. People are starting to understand the types of fouls that like are happening to him. So I don't know if it's necessarily that he's attacked the basket more. I think it's just, he's been getting a better whistle, which, but not I, that, I don't want to turn this into like a shit on ant show or anything like that, but like, sure, that's fair. I but think I also, it's, just kind of like now he's a sophomore not a rookie. Yeah, but Carl Anthony Towns is a seven-year – he's in his PhD program then, right? Like I also yeah. think too that refs are human and Ant – I mean you you catch – I know you got to – you covered a game at home. I'm, I'm kind of strictly watching these on, on TV. But like Ant occasionally at a timeout will pull a ref aside or something. But like he's just not as animated as Carl, right? So I think Ant is just – Physically being like, I'm going to have a super Saiyan like explosion at the rim and hit people with my body and force you to call it. I don't know if Carl's doing that. I think Carl is a little more like James Harden than he is like old Adrian Peterson. Oh, for sure. Like I, I just, I can't get it out of my mind. It's one play. Give the dude the respect he deserves. But man, Carl Towns got switched onto something last night and he couldn't take Nemanja Belica, our friend Belly, to the rim. Like he couldn't score on him. And that's a problem, right? Like that would be like saying if Ant got switched on to bowl bowl and he couldn't take him off the dribble. You'd be like, dude, what's wrong with Ant? And that's like my thing with Carl is I just I think he I think he got his last night. I thought he looked well. I think he's had another statistically great season. But I just wish. Some of this stuff is just basic for me, man. Like I keep saying my Luke Ridnour thing about how I would be totally cool if the Wolves had 15 Luke Ridnours and they went 42 and 40, right? Like just a team that's fun and exciting yeah. and, and tries hard. I don't know if that's the case with 
Carl said it himself. We're making millions of dollars. I didn't see last night a guy. The best game Carlton Towns has played in these first 10 games was against the Bucks. He didn't bitch. He didn't complain. He just did everything you needed. He had to put his body on the floor and he let it be known after the fact in that post-game interview, he swore he did things that were like not normal Carl. And I loved it. And he was stock up, stock through the roof. I haven't seen that since then. I just haven't. Um, and it's just frustrating because, you know, this the, the, the topic of the day was like starting to be like, whose team is it? I don't really know if that's a topic for today. Um, I do it's, believe in it's no one's team right now. And I think that's the biggest issue, but I do believe in hierarchy. Like I do believe yes. yeah. that teams just because we cheer for them and buy their jerseys, they're not any different than the corporations and the school districts that you were. You yeah. got to have hierarchy, right? You got to know. I mean, there's a reason that military happy veterans day uh, to our friend, Logan Alton, but there's a reason that like mil- there's tiers, there's classifications, there's rankings. You have to know in times of like, not to compare at all military stuff to basketball, but you got to know when you're like pressed up against the wall, like who, who can I count on above me? And this team doesn't have it right now. And I think the personality that would dominate and be like that alpha's aunt, but I don't know. I mean, Carl still is the highest 2k rating, right? Like Carl's still probably the most talented player. You, you would agree, right? Like there's no one more talented than Carl on the Timberwolves. Oh, for sure. So it's just, I don't know. I think it's just more frustrating than anything because it was one game and done a lot of dumb stuff and had some passes in that Memphis loss. He had some plays. He still turns up. I mean, last night he, Chris Finch said he had a perfect game. He had six turnovers, you know, um, it's not super efficient, but it's just frustrating because sometimes it's not about shot selection or percentages or efficiency. It's just like, is that guy going to go to warden like is he going to fight because he doesn't want to be in the, the loss column anymore and i anthony edwards showed that last night you can't really deny it yeah i totally i agree with that for sure um the thing that i guess i've been trying to understand is why what's been different with carl anthony towns this season compared to every other season of his career. Cause to me, he's been playing probably his worst basketball. I'm wondering if it doesn't have anything to do with the weight that he lost. Does it have anything to do with, he just doesn't like he's sick and he actually legitimately doesn't want to be here anymore. And he's like the free cat thing was real. Or is it that he's thinking too much? Cause he's thinking, do I defer? Do I do this? Um, and the biggest thing, I think that's, affected I guess the biggest thing to me is like the amount of times it feels like cats just catching balls in the post so much right now so much and so I I had to look it up I had to look at the stats like the the frequency of how often he's like posting up his frequency in post-ups this season is 14% of possessions, which last year was 21%. So he's doing it like he shaved 33% off of what he was doing last year. Like he's doing only two-thirds of the amount of times. But it just feels so different because 
Cat used to seem like he was a player that could punish those double teams by throwing a skip pass. And it just seems like his thought process right now and his execution on that has been really bad. And I just don't know where that's coming from. And again, I think we started this by saying neither of us thinks Carl Anthony Town should be traded. Like it's another, that's like a loser's mentality, by the way, for anyone who is on, like you just, it's an 82 game season. It hasn't gone how any of us predicted. I mean, even the biggest pessimist was like, I didn't think they'd be looking like this 10 games into the season. Um, you can't just trade everyone when you have a bad week of basketball. Yeah. Um, but in Carl's, I mean, so in Carl's, I don't want to trade Carl yet. And in Carl's defense, he's getting like the same, like he is. If I hated the Timberwolves, I'd be like, yo, that dude gets a really shitty whistle. <laughs> he just doesn't get calls. But I also live out here in Portland. I do watch a lot of Blazers games. Like Dame doesn't get calls. Like it, it's a new emphasis. It is a more physical game. What Carl used to do, and you brought up really good stats. There. I'm just going to give you the version my dad understands. When Carl gets the ball at the top of the key and pump fakes out of big, he should always be able to get to the rim because he's just, he is a really good athlete. But a lot of times when he would pump and get that guy up, he would drive body a little bit, maybe make the shot and then get some free throws. He's not getting that. Just like Harden's not getting that. And Dame's not getting it. None of these guys are getting that. So the same goes when he's trying to post up belly. Like these guys can throw themselves at him because they know he's not going to get as many whistles. So, I mean, I think too, like, that's also just human nature, right? Like if you were just getting beat up more and not getting calls, I think it starts to wear on you a little bit, but it kind of takes me back to the ant thing. Like gets a lot of non whistles too. Yes. He is getting more free throw attempts, but he's still driving to the basket a lot. Like last time he was at the rim all the time and you're going to just get slapped a couple of times and not get a call. And like, ant hasn't, that hasn't prevented ant from just doing what he does. I feel like it's Carl's overthinking it. We know that he's an overthinker for sure know, on what he's, you know, how he speaks and how he carries himself. That's not a bad thing all the time, but I think he's in his own head. Like, I just think he's like overthinking this stuff. Like if I post up belly and I don't get a call, I, you know, I can't post up belly again. It's like, no dude, keep throwing that guy in the torture chamber. Like keep going to the rim. Um, if Carl Anthony Towns demands the basketball from his friend Delo, he's not going to not get it. Like yeah. a Kogi's going to throw him the ball. It's not like this team has a ton of other weapons, right? Like you can assert yourself a little bit and be like, yo, give me the effing ball because belly got me on the last time, but I'm going to dunk on him. I'm going to physically assault him at the rim, basically legally. Um, and I just don't see that. Um, I don't really care that he got dunked on by Wiggins, by the way. Um, I, you know, people just get dunked on, right? Like, yeah. I was, I wanted to bring that up too. like the, the Wiggins got him two yeah, good times. It was, a uh, it was tough to watch. It was taking your own medicine. Um, for but that's who, an anomaly. That's an anomaly. You know, like that's not like a, I don't think you can take much from that of being like any, and I'm not saying anybody did, but like cat was always the best player out of him and Andrew, like just cause Wiggins got the better in one game. Does not mean that? Wiggins should have been kept and cat should have been traded two years ago, like that type of thing. And I'm not saying you're saying that or anybody really has said that, but I think that's important to like realize is like that was one game. In facts, I will just add, it's not necessarily a pushback, but and Andrew Wiggins added the Minnesota Timberwolves to his list of teams, the Raptors, the Cavs, 
for some reason, the Thunder. But, those but, are so, the three and, teams. And now the Wolves, right? And now the Wolves. And when he plays those teams, yes or no, question to you, does he ball out? Almost always. And he, last night he balled out by poster dunking his ex-teammate, you know, his, his ex-cornerstone franchise pillar. Twice. Yep. Going nine for nine to start the game, right? Dropping 30. Um, who's on Conthe Towns shit list? Jokic. Like, does it, did, so where's the nine for nine start against Jokic? You know I mean, yeah. I don't want, I don't want the flailing, trying to draw fouls, getting frustrated. You know, Jokic is, I just watched Nicole Jokic put, punch one of the Morrises in the back of the head. Yeah. He's a physical dude, right? My, that's my question again is like Joel Embiid in the Sixers, Jokic, Jimmy Butler. It's cool that Carl always doesn't, Carl holds himself higher than playing around in the mud, right? I will say though, Cat did posterize Joel Embiid last season. Right, he did. But that's what I'm. That's what I'm asking for more. Like, is we need more of that. We need we need more of yeah. that, right? Like Andrew Wiggins kind of just caught him. Go back and watch that play baseline. It was so set up. Cat and turned the, and and yeah, nothing did, to do. He did try to jump. I thought the second one, the second poster dunk, was actually cooler. It was also probably an offensive foul, but I'm yeah. not going to be an old man and complain about that stuff. I deleted a tweet after I said it was an offensive foul. Just yeah, I mean, it was, okay, that's fine. Like I said, Wiggins jumped out of nowhere. He kind of piggybacked yeah. off him, but it was the sound that the rim made was like so cool. Like I wasn't mad that at that. That one was way cooler than the first yeah. one. But I just, you know, I just think that like, um, because this happened a couple games ago. I don't remember exactly. I think it might've been Memphis with Ja, but like when, if Anthony Edwards were have gotten dunked on, he would have like, demanded the inbounds pass and gone down and be like, nah, F you. Like I'm going to now dunk on you. We've yeah. seen that. I don't have to like bullshit you or be optimistic. I've just seen him be like, he was John all night last night. He was talking shit to, to Wiggins and Curry, both of whom were having like, you know, very efficient, very good games. And their team was up 20. Um, again, I don't, I don't necessarily need Carl to become like this villain, but it goes back to what this is all about. It has nothing to do with basketballreference.com. You got to take it, it personally sometimes. It, you really have to, at some point, like start to start to question, like, do you care enough? Um, and th- we're not here to talk about any of the laundry list of things Carl's gone through, right? Right. Um, but I, I think it's important, and I haven't really seen this take be created yet. But um, Carl Towns has gotten a lot of uh, sympathy, myself included, like passes on like, do you know how many coaches he's had? Do you know how many GMs he's had? Do you know that he like has had some personal grief? My question to that is Anthony Edwards played his 82nd basketball game last night. He's already had two coaches. He's already had two presidents, basketball presidents. He lost his mom. He lost his grandma. Yeah. And he came out last night and tried to literally will his team to victory. So it's just like the consistency on some of this stuff is like, no one's throwing shade at, I'm really not throwing shade. I just, I'm really it's okay. And I think it has some meaning coming from a guy like me or even a guy like you to be like, I want more from you, right? You said it yourself, Carl, you make 30 million D'Lo, you make 30 million. Like, can you get on the, the, the warrior's loss was going to be a loss. I laid the seven points. It was always going to be an easy moneymaker. The Memphis loss was embarrassing though. Like, it, you know, you can't, and I'm a D'Lo fan. You can't, print shirts that say ice in my veins and then completely fall apart, 
fall apart. You can't. Ice in your veins means you're clutch. And the Wolves' loss to Memphis was so not clutch. After Jaden's dunk at the 440 mark, they didn't score a basket again until Carl banked in a three at the buzzer. Like you From can't have, feet. yeah, you can't have that. So I do think it's like, it's okay to be optimistic still, or like long-term, I don't know if you go to Yahoo finance, cause like I'm a finance nerd. There's like, you can click on every stock and you can do like a three month. I think it's like three months, six months and like nine months, short-term, midterm and long-term. It, and yeah. it'll kind of give you a performance outlook. Long-term I'm, Maybe delusional, but I'm still very, very, very bullish on the Timberwolves simply because I think the 2020 draft class was like franchise altering. I know my guy, Jane McDaniels sucked. <laughs> like there's no stats to argue that he's been falling at an incredible rate. He just but, seems like he's not confident, but I like, think I mean, his defense has still been really good. And yep. for some reason, he's the only guy that can't hand check in the league. The literal only guy, not to turn this into a Jane thing, but that's like really been shitty because that's you know what, he's been like a very you, impactful player when you know what though court. you you live in you live in a smaller town in minnesota and you commute five days a week to school right if all of a sudden you know you're you're driving 35 on a 10 minute commute to whatever school you're working at if all of a sudden they put a bunch of traffic cones in there and you got to go 15 if you go 35 you're getting arrested or you're getting pulled over if you you gotta you gotta you gotta adjust you gotta figure it out yeah and with Jaden, it's like dude fair. you're not getting a good whistle you're not like Jaden is not getting a good whistle. Also, Jaden is a physical player, even though he's the size of Gumby, which I respect and I love. But he but, has to be right. But you, but you can't like. Yeah, I would rather you give up a basket. You can't fall out in 16 minutes. He is too important to this team, and too young, and it's starting to get into his head. Like you can't, you can't do that type of stuff. But back to my long term thing. Like I really like what Balmero. I know Balmero can't shoot. You know, like just because Supposedly. you make shots. Well, I mean, you know what I mean, though. Like, yeah. I would, I'm fairly confident enough that I would probably beat Lander Balmero in a shooting contest right now. I watch all the Iowa games. I his, would not. <laughs> his form is, I've been, I have a, it's really questionable. Me. I shoot like five days a week. So that's all. But I mean, he could dribble around me. I couldn't get by him once. But I just think like him and Jaden and Ant, um, I love Nas Reed. I know we're kind of pivoting now, but like Nas Reed, his stats, his salary, his, prep ranking, you know, his, his drafts, all that stuff. Like he'll never be Conley Towns, even though he has kind of admitted he idolized him growing up. Right. He kind of like, they're kind of from the same area. He has, they're on an AAU team together. Apparently yeah, he's like a generic brand at the pharmacy, like Conley Sam's Towns. club. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But at media day. And like, I heard about this from some of the media guys, but he also said it like he is by far the guy who hates losing the most. Oh yeah. Right. And I just think that the Wolves do have enough of those guys that the tide can eventually turn. And you can, I mean, Britt Robson wrote a fantastic piece this week, kind of about how if the Wolves, if this was the first year of the Wolves' existence, I think we'd all be like, yeah, they, they're three and seven, but pretty optimistic. Look at all the talent they have. The Wolves are suffering from what the Kings suffer from or what the Vikings, like just long time ineptitude, long time, you know, long, like decade fans who have been fans for decades that are just passing it on to their children. Just like, Oh, you know, it's, it's always been this way, but, um, so I, I'm still bullish on them. And it's another reason I wouldn't trade Carl yet because I don't think they've explored every Avenue. I don't think the players have adjusted, not just in Minnesota, but in Portland, but in, you know, LA in all these places, these guys are free throws are down across the board. People are going to adjust. They're going to understand how to 
be more physical, not hunt fouls as much, try to just get it out of their brain. But I don't think the Wolves have done that yet. And I think Chris Finch will continue to tinker and throw weird lineups out there. I like Beverly starting. Um, I have give Chris me Finch. Jake Lehman into the rotation. I, I don't think that's it, I don't think it, that's crazy. If well, and I don't want like we we can talk about the Wolves as total too. I don't care what where this podcast goes really. But the thing with my my idea of throwing in Jake, and I know this. And I hate, I hate that Dane said it on his podcast because it's been something I've been talking about. So I don't want to feel like I'm rinsing and repeating. But like <laughs> Jake Glayman is the best, unquestionably the best cutter on this team. And one way to create space in an offense outside of shooting is cutting. And Jake Glayman's fantastic at it. And he's not a complete negative as a shooter. He's not a complete negative on the defensive end. He thrives in transition and he's just like super active when he's on the floor. And that's the type of energy you're going to need. So like other guys haven't been working. That's something I want to see because I think cat for all his faults, he's been like turning the ball over way too much this season. I think a few nice dump off passes to Jake Lehman could really get his confidence up. And and I it your your flavor of the week is Jake Lehman. No pushback. Yours is Leo. Mine's Leo. But again, I think you probably have a better case for Lehman because we've seen him do it, right? Um, but I don't think that's out of. The, I don't think that's not not going to happen. I mean, last night Okogi played six minutes, McLaughlin played five, and Torian Prince was a DNP coach's decision. Um, I think Chris Finch is really trying to throw you know a bunch of shit at the wall and see what will stick. So I'm with you on that. I think the reason I'm such a Balmero fan is that he brings thing like that Memphis loss. If you go back for whatever reason, you watch that fourth quarter, that me- epic Memphis meltdown. And then you watch what the Warriors did last night. Um, shit went sideways when they lost Draymond. I mean, if you really go back and look at the play by play, like Draymond got injured and left and then the wheels right before yeah. he's that important. Um, but yeah, the wolves made this epic comeback. And then the Warriors like kind of slowed it down and just executed. I mean, they had Steve Kerr was running some elaborate little like sets and Iguodala. I mean, they just had guys out there, right? Like we're panicking, we're panicking. Steph's not really panicking, but like Iguodala just makes this next level play. There was like a weird screen he set where both guys like went with the guy to the three point line, and Iguodala just I think back cut to easy layup. That's all you need sometimes to stem the tide. Is just they're on a ten zero run, twelve zero run. Give me a basket. Give me, you know, give me two points. And I think that's just basketball IQ. And I don't think the Wolves, we stress how they have one, you know, one dimensional players. They're the second youngest roster in the league, right? Even though I know Carl and Russell are max guys, six, seven years in. Um, I don't think they have a lot of basketball IQ. Like I just, that's not like a challenging your, your manlyhood. I just don't, you know, Rubio kept them together in a lot of things last year that they don't have anymore. So Jake Lehman's been around. He's played in successful teams in Portland. Like, I think you're right. That's why I, Romero too, even though he's young, that dude like is smart, right? Like he played in the yeah. Olympics. Like he has, he played with really good vets, like Luis Scola. I think he understands, like you said, cut. I just, I, I, that Memphis loss, man, I was okay losing the Warriors. I was okay if Andrew Wiggins dunked on my own wife. Um, that Memphis hey, loss now. was, Not that Memphis loss was 
unexcusable. Like it just, you, you couldn't, you can't have that happen because you had just, you played so well, right? Classical conditioning, like you deserve to win that game. I know people hate that phrase, but they really they outplayed Memphis. And all we were asking for was just execution and execution falls on leadership and on the people that get paid the most. And Ant was bad that game too, but he at least came out the next night and dropped 48. And I just didn't, that kind of goes back full circle to like, I just didn't see, you know, Ant had 48, Carl and D'Lo combined for 35. Um, and it just, I just can't have that when you're desperate. Not that every game is a must win in November, but it'd be nice to show some desperation and try to like show that, you know, I'm not going to be bullied anymore. I'm not going to take, I'm not getting calls. I'm going to make you give me two free throws. This, yeah. The best players in the league do that. Even in the new rules. I, I'm really still, I don't have confidence, but I have a lot of optimism with what the team can be. And a lot of that stems from, you know, last season and the talent. I just think, okay, if you look at this team as a whole right now, compared to the team post-All-Star break last season, I think unquestionably this team has more basketball talent than that team. I think that with Beasley being healthy, everybody being back in the fold, I think this team is better. So that's why it's confusing to me why, as a team, they're so much worse offensively than they were last season at the end of it. Especially when you're looking at Patrick Beverly coming in, being able to knock down shots. Um, Torian Prince at worst is like the same caliber of player that like Wancho is. So I just don't understand why it's so bad. I think Logan, I should go look. I think Logan Alton tweeted something and now I want to pull it up. Um, some stats about the Timberwolves that were really interesting. So Timberwolves are 25th in offensive rating. He said they're 28th in field goal percentage. Look me in my eyes and tell me you think that as a team, by the end of the season, they're not quite a few spots higher than 28th in field goal percentage. You can't. You can't. No, no, I, I can't. But and I they will take say- the they take the fourth most shots in the league. So right, right. there's definitely I a regression or a positive regression, regression to coming. the mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But other things, 29th and two-point percentage, 21st and three-point percentage. I think three-point percentage, they obviously have good shooters, and then they have really bad shooters, and there's not a lot of in-between there. Um, but I just think, like, this offense can't sustain being this bad. And a lot of that goes back to Carl Anthony Towns and how defenses are playing against him when they're doubling him right on the catch. But I think the big thing is, I think the way that the Timberwolves have to combat this, and maybe there's a reason they don't do this, maybe, but like Cat's instinct every time when he's doubled, crab dribble towards the basket. Yep. Then when you realize you can't have the space to shoot, then you panic and look for someone. I'm waiting for the moment that Carl Anthony Towns backpedals, dribbles out to the long mid-range or the three, makes a defender, one, make a decision to stay on him in the double team, or two, 
go back to his man and cast that single coverage. But that all starts with Cat's first approach, not being crab dribble and being facing up. Every single time, it's back to the basket, and then you try to pivot. That's where he catches people with elbows. That's where he gets into his foul trouble offensively. That's where he gets caught in really bad double teams where he can't get the ball away because he's got two huge dudes surrounding him. Where if he faces up, you know, can make a dump off pass, can make a over the head pass to a shooter in the corner, or just like I said, like take a few dribbles back, open the floor up more. If they stay doubling on you, somebody can cut and they're going to be open. If they, usually the defender will back off if you go out that far. Then if you got somebody on you, take them one on one because we've seen Cat drive past so many people. So I think that's the biggest thing. He's hitting his three point shots. Dude, he's shooting forty seven percent on seven attempts. He's like, making stumbled. He's making his like, open. Oh he's making his open hook shots. His open shots around the rim. He's just been double teamed, taking bad shots out of those. So I think the thing is, you just got to find how you get those open shots more consistently. And for one, I'm totally with Dane on this. He needs to shoot at least 10 threes a game. Like you said, 47% on a high volume. Yes. Yeah, high volume. That's like, and I'm not saying he's going to shoot 47% for the rest of the season, but he more than surely is going to shoot 40 plus percent from three this year, unless something goes catastrophically bad. So play into that strength. His strength has never been post-up. He's been okay at posting up, but he's never been like legitimately great at posting up, but he's always been legitimately great shooting from three. And I know you can't be one dimensional. That can't be his whole game because he has to be more well-rounded than that. But like at some point, if you can get cat making four, three, 12 points from threes every night by shooting 10 of them hitting 40%, why don't you? Like that's the easiest thing you can possibly do. Well, and and in your in your defense or in Carl's defense, like he took ten threes last night against the Warriors, right? He made five of them. Um, he had you know he finished with seventeen and twelve. He had zero turnovers, which is like, again, depending on how you thought we started this pod or whatever. Like, I think it's constructive or healthy or therapeutic, whatever you want to say. Like, I am not in Conley Towns. In my opinion, has to be on this roster. For 72 more games. That would get you through the end of the season. Every offseason, there's chaos. I mean, it would actually be a unicorn for Carlton Towns to retire with Minnesota just because that's what the league is. Yeah, nobody you does just, that. You don't see that. So it's like Dirk, I, Kobe. I mean, the best players, LeBron, LeBron James has been the best player in the league for the last 18, maybe not 18, at least last 15 years. Right. How many teams has LeBron James played on? Like the right. best players in the league don't just stay somewhere. And and the, him him and D'Lo are blowing this up or embracing the you know Dane and Britt talked about those windows. Like that was all that, that hasn't changed. Yeah. It's the same topic it was in July 2021 as it might be in May 2022. Um, and I also think too, and I try to you know preface this by everyone like you know when everyone when you're drinking on a heavily mix in a water. Um, same goes for the Timberwolves. Like, you know, sometimes it is beneficial to be like, wow, my favorite team sucks. They've lost six in a row. They're three and seven. Go look around the league. You know, they have one, they have one less win than the Atlanta Hawks, who are, you know, 
picks to maybe come out of the Eastern Conference. I mean, there's a lot of teams, the Celtics right now, the Hawks, uh, that aren't in the playoffs, right? It's like the Celtics, you're starting to hear rumblings of like, is Jalen Brown available? Like they're just, every team right now is going through it. Even the Sixers, right? They're like in the top four in the East. They have to figure out the Simmons thing. So it is important or healthy sometimes, but like, you know what? All 29 other NBA teams for the most part are, you know, the Lakers got a really cool win last night against the heat and people are like, should is Westbrook going to be on the team at the trade deadline? So I think it's okay to sometimes criticize the players that we cover. Um, because if you don't, you kind of are super biased and don't sound that good. But I just think with Carl, we've said he's the best player on the team still. I don't know whose team it is. I'm guessing it's still by proxy his, but you just want more, right? Like you just want a guy yeah. that's going to put himself out there a little bit. And if I got to bleed, I got to bleed. And if I got to jump into the stands, I'll jump into the stands. Um, you just don't see that much. And you know what? Well, Ant dropped 48. You don't always see that from Ant either. Like, I'm not sure Anthony Edwards is the biggest get on the ground guy, but, but I know Jared Vanderbilt last night and in his stint, I mean, Jared Vanderbilt wasn't talked about at all last night. His rebounding was phenomenal. I think you had said something about how a lot of times he gets the ball on an offensive rebound and then he like turns it over. That was a really astute, yeah, like pre- pretty much every one of them last night kind of happened. Like, but, I, but I, I do think like, if you just, but that's not about, a bad thing. You, no, like, you're pulling down rebounds. Like, if you're not getting it, they were going to have an easier shot than after you turned it over. So it's not like, well, think about how knock. you're like, think about how your energy level watching Vando get a rebound, offensive rebound, like some crazy rebound. You're like all amped up. Right now. Think about actually being around Vando. my basement, like a man, man right. But man. think about actually being Vando, right? Like he's, his energy level is so insane after he jumps over three guys and gets a rebound that he then, you know, this is a team thing. That's why like, it's not about trading Carl. It's not about benching deal. It gets all these guys need to figure this out this is what sure. like what's going on right now in the league 10 games in 20 games in 30 games in is like the shit that they talk about in may and june when these teams go on these playoff runs it's like we kind of built trust with one another and you just got to see more from the guys that are at the top of the food chain because while maybe ants my favorite guy or maybe ants your favorite guy or whatever like 60 million of it of the cap in a salary cap league is still paid to towns and russell those guys got to dig them out um Russell shot pretty well last night against the Warriors, but you just got to do more, right? Like you just got to yeah. set up, you know, take a, take a hard foul. Like I was, like we were saying about don't push Wiggins in midair if you're Carl, but go down the next play and try to dunk on him or set a hard screen or just do something that like lets the other team know that you can't push me around, like set some sort of tone. And that's what Ant does when he goes to the rim and dunks on people, right? Like when he had that, when he finished that oop from Russell, he was screaming. He was talking to the bench. Like he's letting you know, I'm here. I'm yeah. present and you're not going to punk me. And that's all, that's all you and I want, right? That's yeah. all. That's the only reason I want to see Balmero in there. That's the only reason I want to see these, you know, layman's for example, is like, I know that those guys aren't going to get punked and Carl's getting a shitty whistle. Russell's getting, I think some less than ideal coverage of him. Um, I mean, I know that people don't like Russell, but I know I didn't like watching the team without him. <laughs> I don't know what the solution is there, but I know yeah. that it was Patrick Beverly's cool and I love him, but you can't win a bunch of games with Patrick Beverly and Jordan McLaughlin as your point guards. No, um, there wasn't a lot of playmaking there. Uh, so I, I don't know. That was kind of, that's all I had to say on it. I also just had a random, random thing. I thought your observation of Vando's rebounds were like, that was incredible. Cause I was like, you know what? He does get those rebounds a lot and then he loses it. I also don't know. This is a league wide thing. 
and some big NBA media person tweeted this out, but I it applied to us. I don't know why dudes can't inbound. Yeah, it's, it's been, been bad. The, it's like I think the, wildest- the refs have been letting. I think the refs have been letting the defender closer this year. I don't know if it's on purpose, but I feel like the the inbounding defender is way closer than previous. You know, usually they had to allow more space, and it just seems like they haven't allowed that space. But it's been really bad. I don't know if it's an emphasis thing too, but like I feel like I've seen like Carmelo had one last night. The Wolves have had a couple. Like I've seen more five second calls than like ever. It just it's just been a weird thing. It's been weird. I mean, the Wolves basically lost that Grizzlies game because they couldn't even on the it. ball. Yeah. Um, and again, who everyone's to blame at that point. It's not one person, but it was just like another weird. I don't know. The NBA is kind of like in that weird. They're going through some growing pains right now because the rule changes are really every po- national podcast is talking about rule changes in the league. Um, but I think if you look at the standings, right, like the best teams are just adjusting and figuring it out. And that's what the Wolves the have part. to do. There's a couple um, that aren't, but yeah. I, so I think I want to put this out there because like if you just would scroll down my Twitter feed, you would think that I am like clearing towns of all blame. I do want to acknowledge I am a thousand percent okay with critiquing players on your team. I am one thousand percent okay with putting blame on Carl Anthony Towns right now. I acknowledge the fact that the way this is trending is not good. It's trending more towards a potential trade of him. But I just want, I just want to, I just want people to know this is the anomaly of the bad play for the rest of his career. You made a fantastic point about the give a shit factor because that hasn't really ever been in his game per se. He does it every now and then, but it's never been like a huge staple. Um, but I think it's just really important to know that he, yeah, he can take blame. And I, I tweeted like, I don't remember if it was the Memphis game or the Warriors game. I think it was probably the Memphis game saying like how bad cat was playing. Like I'm all for it, man. But at like, I'm just not, I guess I wanted to talk to you because I'm not at this point of that. It's time to trade cat move on. I had people in my DMS telling me I was insane for thinking this is like sustained, like any type of like winning is possible with this, which I just don't believe. But I just don't want people to think that I like am blind to the fact that Carl Anthony Towns has his warts. Um, but I just had to get out there and kind of defend it and get my thoughts out there that I don't think it's close to time to think about blowing it no, up. And, and, and again, it also sets a weird precedent too. like, like the best teams deal with adversity, right? Like you got to deal with some adversity. Um, I think we're well into adversity. <laughs> They've lost six games, right? Like I tweeted, I, everything I say is dumb, but I tweeted something about that they were just took like a doctoral level class in learning how to lose. Like, um, but it, you know, Carl said it. I didn't have to say it. He's like, "Yo, we're we're getting paid millions of dollars." W- words out of his mouth. Um, we got to figure it out. Ant says a lot of shit too in 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 post game and pre game stuff. But what I saw last night, and we're recording after a pretty good Ant game and a pretty you know, average Carl game, right? Like it's weird that we would say that what Carl did last night was average, but we have high expectations. This is how good he is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think that like, 
we could record on Saturday morning and maybe Carl does have a good game and Ant doesn't, but it's just, you gotta, you're in it now. You're in adversity, just like 22 other NBA teams are right now. You gotta do something else. I don't really, it's fun to like and retweet. I don't really care what anyone says post game. The Wolves have shown that they are really awesome at winning post game media or press conference. And it's fun to, it's fun to listen to, right. It's fun to listen to the zooms are great, but like, I want to see you do it in, in this short sample size this year. I thought, I thought Carl did it once. And remember, remember before that Milwaukee game, a lot of people were bitching about him again, how like he, he's complaining all the time and doing all this stuff. And it's like, he heard it. He shut up. He balled out against the bucks. And then he let you know, after the game, like, that's where you can like, you know, walk the walk and then talk, then shut us all up or shut them up or whoever you're, you're pointing that at. Um, but yeah, I also, you know, and I also don't like looking ahead. They have a double header. Literally the first time I think they they played a back-to-back is this weekend. They're at Staples Center twice. Lakers, uh, Clippers, I think. Two wins, LeBron, easy. Lock it LeBron, in. LeBron was ruled out earlier today, um, so he won't be in the Laker game. Oh, um, he was? I didn't even. Yeah. Yeah. So LeBron, I mean, I, I, one thing I don't really want to do anymore, because if you look around the league, it's so... There's, I mean, I, I just don't think you can like look ahead at schedules. Like that's a loss. That's a loss. That's a loss. Yeah. Because like the Pelicans double were back to back. Like those should have been wins and they split everyone and their mom had them losing to the bucks. Right. Except and the Wolves, Dane. Right. But yeah, that's true. <laughs> Shout out to Dane Moore. Um, but the wolves, I mean, they do have this weird tendency, which is so, this is like for another pop, but this is the one thing that they're I'm, weird, man. No, like it's really unprofessional for a team that has never had success or for players. Yes, Carl's made the playoffs once. Yes, D'Lo made the playoffs once. They both got their asses kicked in it. Like it's such a bad look for you to play down to lesser opponents when you're the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, (laughs) like you can't be like, oh, we're playing the Pelicans tonight. We don't have to try hard. It's like, nah, dude, you have the worst winning percentage in In professional sports history. Yeah, so... But again, they, they upset the Bucks. They should have beat the Grizzlies. I really think that. So I'm not super concerned that they play the Lakers or the Clippers that got them twice. I think they could split that or maybe maybe get them both. Then you go back for a week and a half at home where you have four games against teams like Phoenix has been up and down. The Kings are the Kings. The Spurs are the Spurs. And maybe you get revenge against the Grizzlies before going back to New Orleans and beating what is hands down the worst team in the league right now. Um, so that's like that's how I wanted to end my spiel is like, it's not all doom and gloom. A seven game losing streak sucks or six game losing streak sucks or whatever it's at right now. But it also just takes a four game winning streak to go from what? Three and seven to seven and seven. Yeah. Right. So it's um, not, yeah, it's too early in the season to call it lost. I backpedaled some of my optimism just by seeing some of the warrants and stuff, but I want to end on some sort of positivity. Do you see ants like sixth and most improved? Like odds? Yeah, I saw I saw you tweet cool. that. I saw you tweet that out. Um I this happens Bill Simmons, like not that I'm a huge Simmons guy, but he is always on this like huge Ben Simmons guy, not Bill. No, no, I, I mean guy. I don't know how I feel about either Simmons at this point, but they do this thing like I think they kind of criticize people that talk about football MVPs in like week seven. You mm-hmm. know, like I don't know. I just think like, again, we can't say small sample size, small sample size, small sample size, and then be like, Hey, by the way, this person is like the leader in the clubhouse for MVP. It's like, who like, yo, we don't care. With that said, I do think Ant has a case. Like, I don't think John Morant does because John Morant, I thought was a superstar 
this Last summer. Year. Yeah. Right? Sure. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's already kind of done it. I think it's more of like a, um, I always mix them up, but who's the, like the bridges from Charlotte miles. Yeah. Like miles bridges went from like a solid good player to like, he's ball. John Collins and Sean Marion had a baby or something yeah. like, you know, like that's, he just took it to another level where he's going to get a hundred million dollars. Um, but yeah, I think, I guess that too, I think, uh, I think it was Alan Horton who tweeted out the, the let me know the stat of that Ant played his 82nd game last night. So that's like a topic again for another day or to kind of look forward to is like Ant's game against the Lakers on Friday is his first official game in my mind of being a sophomore. He's played 82 NBA games and now he's going to enter his second season and he's doing everything you want from him. Right. But just like all these other guys, like he's going to have to start to, if Carl can't drag him out of the, the mud or, Gilo can or Chris Fitch like ants next level. We know he can score. He's gonna drop 50 this year. That's not, I don't think you, like, you would multiple bet. times. Right. And I mean 48 last night, he could have had 50 pretty easily. He missed some free throws. Um, but I think he was frantically trying to get to 50 at the end there, and turn the ball over a couple of times. There, it, yeah, I mean, it was it was almost almost like unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. Like it was almost hunting. I mean, there's a, uh, I think bleacher report showed some like little, or maybe the Timberwolves retweeted it. where like, Ant came out of a timeout. I think he had 40 at the time and he looked at Steph and he looks up to Steph. He said this before. Um, and he looked at Steph and he's like, I'm going to get 50. Now you could be like, yo dude, focus on trying to win. I get that. He is 20. I think sometimes he just is like, so wet behind the ears that he just does. He's like, I'm just going to go get 50. He knows that getting 50 is probably their best chance to win too. So, um, but yeah, I think, I think he will be in the most improved conversation all year. I think that'd be great. Right. Like if he's still top three, top four, even hell, would you say six, that would be a great sign for this team because it would show that he didn't plateau. It's like, Oh, Mm -hmm. the second half of the last season is real. This is Anthony Edwards is a, is a dog. So yeah, I don't know. Do you you think they're going to split this weekend or you think they're going to, win them both or I think they're just too weird to not win both games. I think they're just like, it would be too normal for them to like split. I think it'll be like, it's just so weird, man. Like I could see though, like really cat coming back with a vengeance D you know, playing against the Lakers where they like, haven't been that good. And they're the Lakers do a lot of standing around on both sides of the ball, which I think plays into the Timberwolves game very well and then the clippers it's like they already won two of them they're probably gonna underestimate the wolves the wolves might come out and i don't know i'd say at worst they probably split. i think they break the the losing streak this weekend which i mean i pray they do because yeah yeah i'm just sick of it but yeah um they have they haven't like i said lakers clippers back to back and then it's like i said suns kings spurs grizzlies all four of those are at home uh a visit to the pelicans uh, and then they host the week of Thanksgiving. They host, I think it's, it might be the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. They host Jimmy Butler in the heat. So, and then I'll after that, man, really, and then after there. that though, there's a lot of Philly, uh, Eastern conference leading Washington wizards, Brooklyn, Atlanta, I mean, Cleveland, they've been awesome. So, I mean, yeah. the schedule doesn't necessarily open up anytime soon other than this short little window. But, um, that doesn't really bother me. Cause like I said too, they're, they've, they've beaten some teams. They shouldn't have beaten. They've lost to teams. They shouldn't have lost to. So. They're a weird team. A lot of teams are like that too. Yeah. You go look at who the magic have beaten. Like those teams are probably saying, how did we lose to the magic? So um, yeah, I, in conclusion, right. You and I are very much, we got to keep cat. You can't trade Carlton towns right now. You got to try to dig out of this adversity. Um, 
but you gotta, you gotta just He's show gotta a be better. More. But he yeah. has to be better. Yeah. And I think the best way I can wrap this up. Some I tweeted yesterday. Wolves fans will regret turning on Cat. Okay. The best way to end this possible show. Best possible way. Shout out Dan Daniel Long on Twitter. Just quote tweeted me. Did I miss something? Who is turning on Cat? And I think that just encapsulates Wolves fandom altogether. Is literally all of Wolves Twitter's turning on Cat. And this guy comes in a day after and is who? Who is doing that? Like, man, scroll on the timeline. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I think we we try to elevate ourselves above that. I mean, I would be lying if I said I had didn't have a couple. I'm not going to share my phone with you, but I'd, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have a couple heated takes that were sent off via text because all my takes go through text before they go on Twitter. But um, I just think- Send you know, them to me next time, man. I, I just think what you said is fair, but I also think if you're a fan of any athlete who's been here as long as they have, and has had some reasons that you can give him a pass. You also got to figure, I mean, you know, the, the Twitter thing last week with free cat. I mean, some of that stuff is bullshit. Like some of that stuff is like, yo, make me like you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like we said about Carl, make, make the refs give you free throws. Make me like you make me want to defend you. And last night in another gross game, I mean, who would have thought, I was texting my dad this. Who would have thought 30 or 45 minutes into last night's Warriors-Wolves game, you would have been like, oh, shit, I have to rewatch that in the morning. Because yeah. of Ant. Ant just took the ball and took over and was like, I'm going to at least try to – and they got it down to three. Um, I don't know if people are – I mean, it's very – it's not just Minnesota, too. Like, it happens across all fan bases and all sports. I don't know if people are turning on Carl, but it's just, you know, I think people are just frustrated. And it's like, give me – you know, I'd rather see – I'm like a weird UFC guy now. Not like a crazy. I don't wear like apparently Nas is too. So right. I don't wear like the UFC clothing, but like there is something about how humans are wired. Like I just love a guy or a girl, like woman, like who is just going to keep taking punches and like trying to punch back. That's all I want. Not everyone is as athletic as Giannis or as, you know, get naturally gifted as you know, whoever, but it's like, that's why I like, again, Nas Reed is that Nas Reed is not, Conley Towns in salary and structure and celebrity status and draft status and franchise status. But that dude is on the ground all the time, probably too often. Maybe he should stop falling down all the time, but like he'll get a loose ball. He'll take a charge. Do you he'll say get Nas? In the face. Yeah. Hey, Nas hasn't really fallen down this year on some layups. It's been impressive. No, but he's go, go back and watch that word. He's still like, he just falls down. Yeah. Um, but like it's bad. It's getting better. Yeah, it is for sure. For sure. It is getting better. So again, I think it, you know, what we're at right now, three and seven, they started three and four. Now they've lost six straight. I'm pretty bullish on these next six games, but as you do in the NBA, I think they have a real chance to get like, I'm not saying like back to 500, but like, you know, be two games under and set the, the real magic is like the Western conference is kind of muddled. Like, pretty much like four through 12, I guess. And the Wolves at 13th, but it's pretty muddled. Like they're only a, like they're within striking distance of playoffs. Like obviously we're what 10 games of the season, but like it hasn't been a runaway, you know, it's not like you're like dead in the water 
10 games in, which you yeah, for easily sure. could I, be in other years. I don't like, I don't think the over is out of the question yet, but I also think too, and this is where maybe the pushback gets too strong for what you people like you get on Twitter or whatever, but like, you know, there's only so much we can say like, you know, I feel pretty good. Like they got to, they got to win. Yeah. Like they do. There's only so much bullshit you and I can say about like, I feel, you know, they might like, it's one thing on Thursday. If you and I be like, man, I think they're going to sweep the, like, I have a good feeling about some of these games this weekend, no matter what's happened the last two weeks, but if they get skunked in both games and they lose by a combined 40, you know, and all of a sudden they're three and seven. And now you and I talking a week and a half and they're four and 12. Um, I'm probably going to have a different opinion. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. I'm going to be a little less bullish on supporting players. So, uh, yeah, you know what? The, the, the NBA, the, the basketball has been really fun. I mean, to kind of wrap this up, like it's weird to see some of these teams, you know, like the wolves just, it hasn't worked. Right. But it's been really fun to see what the war or the wizards have done by just not doing what everyone wanted them to do. They wanted everyone to trade Beal and rebuild and they moved Westbrook in one of the, I mean, that deal was amazing. They got some really nice, solid basketball players, and they're awesome to watch. So, and Cleveland's uh, fun. It, again, Cleveland's going back, fun. To, yeah, Cleveland is so much fun. Going back to like my my drinking analogy, um, you know, the Wolves are a very strong cocktail, and we can be pretty effed up it, it consuming them all the time. But if you need some water, just go watch like go watch how the Hornets play. I mean, look, I. I'm, I'm totally happy with Ant over Lamelo. Lamelo is really good too, but Lamelo just plays a different style of basketball. It's it's just kind of fun some night to just watch them get up and down and throw a lot of lobs. Um, go watch. I mean, we watched the Warriors last night. They played beautiful basketball. Go watch the Jazz seem really fun. And the Eastern Conference is a bloodbath right now. <laughs> like that, you could have the top three teams in that right now in the standings all be in the lottery. <laughs> so yeah. it's gonna be crazy. So no, I appreciate what you're always doing. I appreciate everyone's passion. Like I said, sometimes we get critical of each other, but I think Wolves fans also deserve like every purple star for just tuning in still. I'm waiting for the day that we can celebrate like Milwaukee come together. Right. Despite any difference you've had of opinions of players in Minnesota and not even like champion. I'm talking like sustained, like, playoff success like dude i'd cut i'd cut my foot off for like two second round like playoff exits like just competitive yeah. good basketball so and again i think that's why sometimes you me others get pushback is that n- no fan base has lower expectations like that's where you can be critical of Conley towns is that you're not like if Conley towns was doing this and losing as many games and saying some of the shit and doing some of the you know the mishap on twitter in new york i mean dude you and i like there's no like Brendan Headkey and Kyle Tiger, pretty chill humans <laughs> and Wolves Twitter is pretty Minnesota Midwest. Nice. Like he's also benefiting from the fact that it could be a lot worse for him as well yeah. because these other major markets would not be as, they would be trying to send him out. Right. They'd be like, we'll pack his bags. So yeah, it's going to be interesting, but that's, that's why we cover the wolves, right? Like it's never not interesting. I still would rather cover this team. I say this to Dane all the time. I'd rather cover the wolves than cover the Pacers. No offense to our friends in Indiana, but I don't know. They don't have an ant, right? Like they don't, the wolves have a much lower floor than the Indiana Pacers, but I think they also have a higher ceiling. So yeah, that's my, that's my Homer take. So I think the, just to wrap this up, the biggest takeaway is like the gorilla fighting videos just aren't working. We need something else. I don't know if it's gotta be like 
honey badgers or like hammerhead sharks, but something's got to give because the gorilla videos are not working for cat. Like some old school wrestling stuff where Carl like rips off his warm up jersey, like Hulk Hogan and just rips it in half. Um, yeah, I think um, gorillas abusing one another is probably not the answer to the season right now. We might need to shift to other animals because uh, it's not working. Like I said, I don't know. Ant seems to have a good pregame ritual with just listening to the baby and, and rapping that it's been working pretty well. So I want to witness we, that. Maybe we just need more uh, like, you know, I know the guys switch who's in charge of playlists every now and then, but um, let's give a playlist to Nas. I feel like Nas Reed can do no wrong. Even though last night he was like a minus 19. Um, let Nas run the music for a week and, and let's try to pick up the vibes. I wonder what kind of music Nas would listen to. He said he's yeah. a big Jay-Z guy. So yeah. Who's not? So no, uh, well, we'll do this again. I appreciate, like I said, I always appreciate you having me on and this is a great pod. So um, let's see how they go this weekend. I mean, I think I'm expecting a split. Like I think the, the, the floor for me is they got to win one because you got a, a respectable team stops the bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like I think the one difference, maybe people don't think this is crazy or accurate, but the one difference between like them and the thunder or the rockets is that they have guys, the rockets have no real vets. The Carl in the town is a veteran. Daniel Russell is a veteran. At some point you, like Carl said, you can't let three, four losses go to 16, 17. That is solely on the guys who make the max money yep. solely. They have to stop the bleeding before they bleed out. Um, and we're not towards a bleed out yet, which is blowing up the roster, but it's, it's up to the guys closer. With, yeah. It's up to the guys with the money to, to find the band aid. So, for sure. Yeah. Well, like I said, thank you so much for coming on. It, sorry. I took a little bit more of your time than we, we talked about, but I think it was a good discussion. Um, if you guys want to follow Kyle on Twitter, it's at Kyle Tige. That's Kyle T H E I G E. Can't, I'll never forget that. Um, but yeah, follow Kyle does a lot of great work. Um, obviously for Kenny Supis, he's running the show for us and, uh, he's fantastic human being, fantastic editor. And uh, one of the best people you can follow on Wolf's Twitter because I mean he's funny as hell. So um, thanks, I, Kyle. I, for, I appreciate you, and we'll uh, let's. You're we'll gonna send again. me the Venmo for the nice words now. <laughs> yeah, or? I'll checks in the mail. No, we'll we'll do this again soon. Like I said, let's let's Sounds watch good. some more basketball. Let's get a larger sample, and then uh, we'll pick it up from there. Perfect. Well, thank you guys for listening to the Believe in Timberwolves podcast presented by Bet Online. I'm your host Brendan Hetke, and I should be back next week. Hopefully, we can talk about a win, but. If we can't, please just come listen to me rant some more. Um, Thanks for listening. I'll be back. See you.